Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Time though now to talk American sport, uh, mainly we're going to talk NFL. We might touch on the Brooklyn Nets as well. But Simon Hampton from the 3rd and 5 podcast joins us. G'day, Simon. How are you doing? G'day, Ricardo. I'm doing good. That's a story, mate. That's a story. Uh, we've got a game today. Uh, the Eagles at 8-0 take on uh, the Commanders, who are very much uh, at 4-5 and five and also ran uh, this season. I've taken them uh, to beat the point start of 11.5 at home, the Eagles. Um, they're looking pretty good, aren't they? They're looking very good. I, I think the Eagles, um, yeah, should should have no problems going 9-0 and this year. I don't think the Commanders are as bad as people have made them out to be. I think they're just in a really tough division as well. They've got to play the, the Giants, the Cowboys, and, and the Eagles twice each, each season. So that, that's always tough. But look, at four and five coming up against this Eagles side, which just looks fantastic this year with Jalen Hurts and, and potential MVP form. Um, they've got A.J. Brown, who, who had a brilliant week last week, getting getting a bunch of touchdowns. and So he'll look to build off that. I think uh, I think the Eagles should have, should have no problem uh, dealing to the commanders today. Yeah, and they're not a team that at the beginning of the season everybody, you know, thought what well, we're talking about is Super Bowl contention, but you got to now. I mean, that's yeah. the, uh, you know, it's the other thing. I mean, we've got them and the Vikings in the NFC, uh, two teams that nobody was talking about preseason now, uh, both with great records of 8 and 0 and 8 and 1. Yeah, I think that's right. I think I think you know, starting on the Eagles there, I think the big question mark coming into the season was, you know, whether Jalen Hurts could take the next step and be a, a quarterback that's going to lead a team to, into the playoffs and um, you know, deep into the playoffs. They made the playoffs last year and had an early exit, and, and it was always going to be whether they could make the next step. And, and they've shown that they've done that in uh, emphatic fashion. And you look at the rest of their schedule; they're actually like not a bad shout to potentially try and go undefeated this year. I know it's still very early to be making predictions like that, but if they can go 9-0 and today, they're, they're a good shout um, with a, a lighter schedule than, than a lot of other teams um, down the stretch. So so there'll be a, a chance to do that. The Vikings, however, 7-1 and going into this weekend, coming up against a Bills team, which was uh, one of the Super Bowl favourites before the season, and probably still is, to be fair to them. Um, I think... A lot of people thought that the Vikings had sort of, you know, lucked into a couple of their wins. They were a good side, but probably not a side deserving of a seven and one record. But then the way they performed against the Bills on the weekend, I think, sort of etched them into, you know, a contention status. And, and they, they played brilliantly. Justin Jefferson, the wide receiver, is just in phenomenal form. Uh, pulled off one of the best catches I've certainly ever seen live in the NFL and and. and you know, for those that have watched NFL a bit longer than me, would probably say that it was uh, one of the best catches of all time uh, in, in a freakish game against the Bills. So, um, you know, the way the the Vikings sort of, you know, ground out that win over the Bills, uh, I thought was was fantastic, and the sort of 
uh, win for them that, that will give them a lot of belief as we head into the back half of the season and, and gear up towards the playoffs. Yeah, and that's the thing because they, the way that the NFC is mounting up or, or is adding up, we're looking at teams like you know Tampa Bay are leading the NFC South with Tom Brady, but they're five and five. I mean, they're, they're ordinary, right? Um, the, the Falcons aren't too far mm. behind them. In the NFC West, you know, the, the reigning Super Bowl champions are bottom at three and six. The Rams, Forty uh, ers that people were talking about, are five and four there. And I mean, the Seahawks are supposed to be rebuilding, rebuilding are six and four. I mean, it really looks like. This should be a, uh, a an NFC Championship match already between the Vikings and the Eagles. I mean, you mentioned the Vikings record, but I mean the Eagles. I think they've only got yeah. three teams left with uh, with winning records to play this season. I mean, you know, they they, they look like they're going to cruise through uh, to postseason. Yeah, they they look they look really good. I would I'd say don't sleep on the 49ers. I think they're they're a chance now with McCaffrey, um, you know, um, over there, and 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 they seem to be working out very nicely. They got a win over a very good Chargers team that's probably underperforming a bit, to be fair, uh, this season. But they're up to five and four. I think they're a side that could really, you know, have a really strong second half record and, and probably overtake the Seahawks in the NFC West and win that uh, division. It might be the sort of side that I don't think a Vikings side or even an Eagles side is going to want to come up against this 49ers team this year. It's it's, it's not a you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is not a not a glamorous quarterback, but you know, to be fair, neither is Kirk Cousins, and 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 both those sides have shown that that if the weapons are around them and the system works for those quarterbacks, they they can be very dangerous. So I'd say, you know, don't sleep on the 49ers. I, I think that NFC West is, is is just fascinating the way the Cardinals and Rams uh, look like they're just going to bottom out this year. I think, you know, there's concerns over Cooper Cup's injury and, and for the Rams, and and now I've just read that Zach Ertz, the the star tight end for the Cardinals, is out for the rest of the season. So um, I, I know the Cardinals just got a win over the Rams and a four and six, and so they're not quite out of it. But I, I think both of those sides are not not going anywhere this season. So, um, yeah, it's a funny one. I think the NFC playoff teams are probably just about set in stone this year, but I think the order could change. And uh, I agree. I think the Eagles and Vikings are the two front runners this year, but I, I think the 49ers are a team that that could really be dangerous come playoff time. Yeah, well, one to keep an eye on, mate. Uh, a guy that uh, hasn't had the greatest of seasons is Aaron Rodgers uh, with the Green Bay Packers. They mm. sit four and six now. Uh, but a big win for them yesterday against the Cowboys, wasn't it? No, I mean, I don't think anybody gave them a chance going into that game. No, they didn't. And, uh, you know, the Packers have just looked so ordinary uh, across their first nine games of the season that, that I think – and the Cowboys have looked really good that I, I think everyone just, just assumed that the Packers are done for this year and Aaron Rodgers may well retire at the end of the season. But but that was a real uh, interesting one and, and it might sort of be too little too late for the Packers given they're, they're four and six and, and you know, there's a, there's a wee way back for them. But – you know, that's a bright sign that they've they've kind of had the wood on the Cowboys over the last few few years. I think that they might have been their fifth straight win over the Cowboys. Um, but what was really important for the Packers was a big game for uh, their rookie wide receiver Christian Watson getting three touchdowns. Uh, one of the big talking points out of Green Bay has just been the lack of receiving depth for Aaron Rodgers and that team. And there were surprises that they didn't make any moves at the trade deadline to bolster their receiving core, but. Uh, to get a big showing out of Christian Watson, the the rookie there was, you know, potentially, um, you know, 
gives them a bit of momentum and, and Watson can build off that and, and become a, a favoured target for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers can, can go on a second half run. I'm still a little bit unconvinced by the Packers, but you know maybe they're now a team that, that you can keep an eye on. Well, you mentioned the Bills in the AFC. Um, they currently sit third in the AFC East behind the Jets mm. and the Dolphins, who uh, seem to have re- refound some form as well. The Baltimore Ravens looking good over there. Uh, the Titans may be a bit of a smoky as well, and the Kansas City Chiefs had another solid win, if unspectacular. How do you see the AFC tracking at the moment? Yeah, I think it's it's a fascinating, um, it, it, far more fascinating than the NFC. I think. I think the Chiefs are, are just doing what they need to do. I think they're they're, they're building up nicely. They'll they'll be fine. They're seven and two, and, and what was shaping up to be a, a, a brutal AFC West, but it really looks like the Chiefs are going to run away with that, given that the Broncos and Raiders have performed so poorly this season. So, I think the Chiefs uh, can sort of just coast along into a into a high seed in the AFC, and, and they'll be fine. The AFC East is, is fascinating because, um, as you say, the, the Bills are third there. I think the Bills will probably overtake the Jets, but I really like the look of this Miami Dolphins team this year. Tua Tagovailoa is, is connecting with with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Uh, Jeff Wilson, the running back they brought over from the 49ers at, at the trade deadline, had a strong game um, on the weekend. So he, he looks to be adding another dimension to this team. Uh, they've got a solid defense. I, I really like the Dolphins at 7-3, and three, provided Tua can stay on the field. And, and I know he's had some uh, concussion problems earlier in the season, but if he can stay on the field, I think the Dolphins are a real chance to, to run the Bills close in that AFC East, and, and that'll be a, a matchup to watch. Um, yeah, the Titans are, are a fascinating team because they just sort of seem to be built off a really good D and Derek Henry, the star running back. Uh, they're, they're not getting a lot out of the quarterback position and, and their receivers are, are, are barely involved in games. But, but you know, teams with a strong D, it, it, it's always tough to come up against, I think. And, and the, the Titans look like they'll win that AFC South and, and make it to the playoffs because the Colts are, are four and five and, and a couple of games behind them in second place. So, um you know, they're a team that I think most teams should beat that are better than them when you talk about the Chiefs, the Dolphins, the Bills and what have you. But, you know, a team with a good D is always hard to come up against in the in the playoffs. So so they, they won't be an easy beat either. No, they won't. Um, now, we... we you're based in New York. We should talk about this because I don't think it's been talked about enough. Is mm. is this season? Well, they are not you know runaway eight no like the Philadelphia Eagles um, or eight and one like the Vikings. But this season feels like it's the rebirth of NFL teams in New York. Both the Jets and the Giants. I don't think anybody was talking about them preseason about doing anything. But both of them have very good winning records and are, and are troubling a lot of very good teams. And it seems to have flown under the radar a bit. Yeah, it has. It's it's kind of fascinating, um, and people in New York aren't really used to it because we're we're sort of used to you know watching games on TV or waiting for a good team to come and play in New York because we weren't really too keen on on going and watching the Giants and Jets play. But uh, the Giants, yeah, you start with them seven and two at the moment. Daniel Jones, you know, as, as their quarterback, and what's interesting to them is you know Daniel Jones has been solid this year, but he's he's certainly not the the superstar quarterback that that you think uh, you'd find on a 7-2 and two team in a tough division. But uh, the, the new head coach, Brian DeBell, is, is doing wonders over there. Saquon Barkley has returned from injury problems in the past few years to have a, a brilliant season uh, with the Giants. And and they're a real threat. They've got a good D as well. And they, they'll, they, they're a real threat to, uh, you know, I, I don't think they're going to they're gonna go out and win the NFC and go to the Super Bowl. But, but they're certainly uh, trending in the right direction. 
the Jets are, are an interesting one because you know we've, Zach Wilson at, at quarterback, the second overall pick from a few years ago. Um, I, I sort of wonder if there might be a little bit of regression from them uh, over the next few weeks in the second half of the season. Uh, Brees Hall, their star rookie running back, who was brilliant for them, is, is out for the rest of the season. So that's a that's a huge blow for them. But the, their defense has, has improved. Tremendously, the the rookie Source Gardner is is just a, a an unbelievable defensive player. He's making some fantastic plays and and keeping them in games. So uh, I think the Jets are you know I think they'll probably end up third in that AFC East, but I, I certainly can see them uh, finishing up in a playoff spot. Yeah, which uh, which would be a, a real turn up for the books. All right, mate. Hey, listen, what we've got here, as I mentioned, you're in New York, uh, the home of the Brooklyn Nets as well, um, and boy, that's that's a soap opera that team. Um, Probably the least surprising headline of the of the year in the NBA. Net Simmons a late scratch with knee soreness. Um, you know uh, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. that bloke. I can't that, wait that bloke that I, would I, split a hair and uh, and and have to sit out a game. Yeah, it's funny. Eh? Like I, I, you know, come and do these radio crosses, and, you, and you, every time I'm just you know the Nets as well. There's something new with them. I can't wait to the day that we don't have to talk about the Brooklyn Nets, but they just continue to find a way. Uh, to be the biggest talking point in the NBA. Yeah, I think there's some kind of concerns there with with, with Simmons. He missed four games in a row uh, over the past week or two, came back for a couple of games, and now is out with, with knee soreness again. Um, you know, you've, you do have to wonder a little bit with him, uh, given, given the history there, but um, they're playing a little bit better. I'll give them that. They're, they're playing a little bit better without Kyrie Irving. I know they lost to the Lakers uh, last night, but that was the, the second game of a double header on the road and, and Seth Curry as well was also out and they had a strong win over the Clippers the night before they're, they're playing better um, there's still no timeline yet on, on when Kyrie Irving will come back he's had some apparently productive meetings with the NBA commissioner Adam Silver and, and also Joe Sy the Nets owner but Joe Sy has said that there's still work to do uh, for Kyrie Irving if he's to return to the team so a lot of uncertainty there Um and, and and perhaps you know this you know I guess the the Nets are always going to look stronger with Kyrie Irving out there, but they have looked a bit better in the past few games without him, and so maybe they're, they're not quite so rushed to to bring him back as you might have thought a few weeks ago. Is there any value left in Kyrie Irving given all this baggage? I mean, if the if the Nets decided they were going to trade him, would anybody actually want him? No, I don't think he's got any trade value. I think you know if they're they're going to move on from him, it'll have to be them releasing him basically. And and look like I. You know, from a fan's perspective, you know you can say talent-wise that the Nets are a better team with Kyrie Irving, but they're a lot less fun to support and a lot less fun to watch. Uh, and and you just sort of he's kind of a ticking time bomb, right? Like he's going to come back and he may well play very well and he, he'll win some games on his own and he'll he'll dazzle us with some brilliant play. But you kind of always know that something's going to come up again uh, down the line, whether that's in a couple of weeks, a couple of months, uh, whenever. And so. Uh, with that uncertainty there, it's you know at this point, given the history of, of what he's done over this league, you, you do have to wonder whether it's worth it. And I think if the Nets could get anything back for him in a trade, uh, I think they absolutely would take that at this point. Uh, I know there's been reports that they've been trying to trade him, and, and there's been no interest around the league in, in Kyrie Irving. So. Uh, for a guy as talented as him, if there's no interest in, in trading for him, I think that, that says a lot to, to his perception uh, around the NBA at the moment and uh, and certainly what the Nets think of him as well. Mm, good stuff, Simon. Thanks very much for coming on, mate. Go well, and uh, we'll catch up with you again soon. Keep up the good work at the 3rd and 5 podcast too, eh? 
Thanks, Ricardo. Yep, we'll talk soon, mate. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.